aging adults with special needs um, who are still living with a parent and that parent may have to go into long-term care. So it's becoming a big deal. Welcome to Parenting Special Needs Live. I'm Shantae. Have you heard of the sandwich generation? You know, um, an expression that was coined a few years ago to refer to our generation, the one that is basically stuck in the middle, um, sandwiched, if you want to say, between helping our special needs children and helping our aging parents. And, you know, as life expectancy increases, the sandwich generation will need help to make it all work. And wouldn't it be nice to have some guidance and steps to, you know, know where the resources are that you'll need? Well, you're in luck. Our guest today is a passionate advocate for elders and a guide for families that are transitioning an elder for needing long-term care. So I'd like to welcome Lynn Azar, who's here to, she's a certified um, dementia practitioner and um, at the Jewish Family and Community Services in Youngstown, Ohio. So please help me welcome Lynn to the show. Lynn, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I appreciate being here. What a great topic. Um, I'm running into this quite often. Um, I'm as a certified dementia practitioner, but also um, as a gerontologist. So I spend a lot of time with our sandwich generation. And uh, recently I'm spending a lot more time with uh, our older adults who are aging that might need, um, who have special needs, aging, spe aging adults with special needs, um, who are still living with a parent and that parent may have to go into long-term care. So it's becoming a big deal. So you're helping both. both. I'm helping both. Wow, <laughs> our worst nightmare, yes, okay. Um, parents, anyway. Okay, so what, you know, where would you say, I mean, where would you start um, in this, you know, helping a loved one? I guess, do we start with an aging parent and, you know, or? We start with the aging parent. So what we're doing is we want to make sure that that aging parent who may be cognitively declining, no longer able to be a guardian for this aging adult with special needs. And so then we have to make sure we get the parent um, all of their paperwork, Medicare, Medicaid insurances, we find a place for them um, and help help either a sibling or, uh, you know, they might have another daughter or a son or a family member to place this person, the parent, um, into a long-term long care. But then we've got this aging adult with special needs that next has to be placed because they can no longer live at home um, alone. Um, and this person, their parent is no longer their guardian. So now we have to change their whole system and their whole life. And it's a lot, it's a lot, especially for um, if it's a sibling who's taking care of it or maybe another family member, very yes. stressful. Yeah, so you don't wanna just, I guess as parents, now we have to think about, we don't wanna just leave that to the parent, I mean, to the sibling um, or our other son or daughter, we have to kind of have it all planned out. Oh, okay. So that sounds just as I'm saying it coming out of my mouth, it feels overwhelming again. So like, uh, you know, you know, are there resources available to help? Like where do, where do um, families go? Like what, what do they look for? Well, we've got a, uh, there's quite a few agencies like our agency, Jewish Family Community Services. Um, we have social workers and we also have a social worker that specializes in guardianship. So um, we have, we will sit at a table with a, the whole family present and we'll talk about this transition. 
And uh, I've been at the table many times with this transition. So then we'll, we'll place mom or dad, and then we'll talk about what do we do with this aging adult with special or different needs with our guardianship and social work counselors. Um, and so then we've got to also talk to the court system because the court system then has to relinquish guardianship of this aging parent to either our agency or to another family member. Um, and so that takes paperwork and that takes time. So it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So, okay. So if I, what would, if I'm, you know, cause you're in Youngstown, Ohio and I'm in um, Florida. So what would I look at? Like, is that, cause I'm like, my mom is not there yet. Um, you know, and so what, what are there signs? I guess that's the first question. Like, how do you know when you need to begin this process? I mean, I'm sure it's probably sooner than later, but. It is, it is way sooner. So the recommendation that we talk about is 10 years earlier than actual mild cognitive disorder shows up 10 years before. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Because we want to make sure because um, legally and justifiably, we are not allowed to sign any paperwork. If we sense that this person is cognitively declined and unable to um, understand the paperwork, the legal, uh, the legal, you know, enormity of the paperwork of transitioning and guardianship or transitioning this person into long-term care. So you want to make sure that this person that you're taking care of in their early 70s, um, if they're still cognitive in their early 80s, they have to be able to sign the paperwork. We need to have a healthcare power of attorney, a living will. We need to have a durable power of attorney for financial situations. And those all have to be signed over to someone. And that's a family discussion. And who's gonna take responsibility for that? So it's a big, it's a lot. So we go through all that paperwork and we talk as a family and we communicate with other family members who is going to be responsible for mom or dad um, in terms of long-term care decisions, but also to be their advocate who wants to take that responsibility. Right. And would it be the same, like, what if they don't have dementia? Like, I mean, as they age, they need more help too. So is it, it's kind of the same, right? I mean, it that they. Doesn't matter if they don't have dementia, but they might have other physical needs or right. other health. I'm thinking, right. They have other stuff that you still have to kind of do this. So who would I, who would I call? Um, so I think the biggest thing is uh, you're in some states, like the state of Ohio, uh, I'm a notary. So a notary can notarize this paperwork. It's free and on the internet. Um, you can start there. Most states will have a lot of this uh, paperwork uh, preparing for uh, a long-term care, preparing your family member. Um, it'll be free on your, um, your state's website. And um, example, AARP also may have it. Um, local um, nonprofit agencies. Uh, we are one, Jewish Family Community Services, Catholic Charities, um, and other aging uh, resources networks in your community you may want to look for. And then, of course, a lawyer, an elder care lawyer. Um, and then and there's also a lot of communities have uh, legal aid, um, free community and legal aid that, to assist you if you cannot financially afford it. Our services are free. So, you, you know, there's agencies like ourselves out there also. So um, get started sooner than later, please. <laughs> and I, then what if you have um yeah this is we didn't really what if you have siblings that don't quite agree with what you're doing that's a whole nother ball game isn't that's it? a nother ball game you got it um it can create some chaos in a family especially if there is um 
mom or dad who is an aging parent is taking care of a special uh, uh, needs adult also is living at home with them. So then we need to communicate effectively with the family, not only are, who's gonna take care of mom and dad, but then who's gonna take care of this sibling. Um, so we've, it's gotta be an honest and open communication with the family. And not everybody's gonna agree and not everybody is going to wanna to participate. Um, and so someone has to take the lead in the family, someone has to. So it almost sounds like there's like a, um, a bit of a team. So is there like, like you would be part of the team? Is there, are there other people we need on the team besides the lawyer and um, you know, someone like yourself? It's gonna be a lot of, when you visit a lot of long-term care facilities, um, you're gonna find social workers and those social workers will assist you. And you're also um, nurses, your, your primary care physician, um, the, the parent's primary care physician is gonna be your biggest asset. Okay, because you're going to need them to help assist with um, do not resuscitate orders, for example, you know, have you talked to your parent about that? Have you talked to your parent about, you know, their longevity and if they if there is a healthcare crisis, what is their living will? What is what have they told you? Um, you know, if they end up in a crisis situation, healthcare crisis situation in the hospital. So your primary care, your nurse practitioners, your uh, local social workers. Um, people like myself, a gerontologist um, who might be working for various agencies, and uh, you're going to want to gather all this information. So communicate, 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 and uh, earlier than later. Earlier than later. Wow. Yes, it sounds like um, yes, definitely earlier than later. Because no, so that's what I was asking too. So basically, it kind of starts with the paperwork, right? Because mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily go and have um, someone. Now I'm just asking an example. Like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have someone like you at first, right? If I didn't have any problems yet. If it's 10 years in advance, I wouldn't be having going and touring different things, would I, or know it of any of this stuff? I um I would recommend knowing where your facilities, long-term care facilities and assisted livings are around you. The biggest challenge that we're having is mom and dad may live here and you live there, different right. states. Right. So then we got to have the discussion. Is mom or dad going to stay in their local community or is mom and dad going to move close to you? Uh, those are big decisions. So is mom and dad going to move in with you if there becomes a crisis? Is mom and dad going to be going into a long term care facility, assisted living? So then you want to look in your community and start touring these places and talk openly and honestly with the parent. Hey, where would you like to go if any chance you needed to be moved to an assisted living or a long-term care facility, what is your preference? Would you like to stay in your hometown or would you like to be next to me? These are conversations that you gotta have. And you have those conversations, you're saying 10 years in advance, so. 10 years in advance, I would prefer that. And then this way, mom and dad can go and look at facilities and say, hey, you know what, I really like it here. I really wanna stay in my local community because my church or my synagogue is here. Uh, my friends are here, my volunteer, or we want to go where you are because the support that you have is, you know, I'd rather be next to my daughter than, than, or next to my children or grandchildren than far away because as they age and they become, their conditions may um, progress, they may not be able to travel for Christmas or holidays anymore. So what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? So, okay, so I want to ask now parallel to like raising a child with special needs, kind of it's a similar, right? I mean, it's almost the same steps, but we don't necessarily take those 
steps because we don't want our child to live in a group home or whatever, right? So we kind of don't. All right, it's gonna happen. So I've run into this several this situation many times now. We're placing a parent and what's happening in is, is if the older adult with special needs is living at home, the home will have to be sold to support paying for that long-term care through either Medicaid or any other financial services. So they'll, they'll consider that an asset. So then where do we put this adult child that has special needs? Have we planned for that? The biggest thing that frustrates me the most is um, mom and dad forgot to put it all together in one place for the sibling who's now coming in to assist with caring for mom and dad. But then we've got the brother who also, or sister, who may need assistance. Then they're sitting there looking for, well, where's their paperwork? Where's their bank account number? Where's their SSI paperwork? Who's their primary care physician? What kind of prescription medication are they on? What kind of groups do they go to? Are they volunteering? Do they work? Do they have health insurance? Who's paying the water bill, electric bill? <laughs> Who pays the cable bill? Who pays for their phone? What is their phone? Who is their phone service with? I mean, it just, and this, it's uh, mom and dad forgot to leave all that information behind for the sibling who now needs to become the guardian of this special needs adult. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so is there a place like what we can go online, like, and get like a checklist so we can kind of, uh, no, there isn't. And that, that's another, I need a checklist. Oh need a checklist. So that's why I kind of want to talk to you because I really wanted to encourage you and your organization. There is no checklist. So I've had to come up with a checklist myself um, just I'll because be happy to make it. If you share with <laughs> if you share with me, I'll be happy to make a checklist because I need it. Right. And that's, so we had to on the fly in a crisis mode, we've had to come up with uh, a checklist um, and really just like, oh, my goodness. Well, you know, we've got, we've got this we've got to place this person. Um, and so I know how to, we know we knew how to do it for the aging parent, but then, you know, we need, we then started stretching that same information to this aging um, special needs person. And we were like, wow, we need to like bridge the gap between the two. And we need to make sure both people are cared for, um, you know, with integrity and, and, and cared for um, with the best of our ability to place both of them. Um, yeah. And so that's what we're doing. And we're running into this issue more and more because we're, we're because we are in that sandwich, sandwich generation, um, our parents are aging and our sibling that we're caring for is aging. So some of these siblings could be in their fifties or sixties. They may be an older sibling. We've got some of them that are in their sixties and seventies. And have you looked at, you know, facilities and places for them that they would like to go to? Right. Have you talked? Maybe they want to stay in their community because they have friends and they have a part-time job and, you know, this aging adult with special needs might want to stay in their community. So then you will have to figure out the resources and the agencies that will assist that person in their community after mom or dad is no longer there. Okay. Well, I, I'm telling you right now and for everyone to hear, I want to help. I want to work with you and create that checklist because... I think it would be very beneficial for a lot of people, including, you know, myself and my daughter. And I already know a lot of friends that could benefit from it. So please let's work together and make that happen. So. Yeah. Let's, let's get organized. And I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. Yes. So, all right, yeah. well, we've talked a lot, a, a lot. We need to, so I'm going to just recap, but you correct me. Um, 10 years out, we kind of yep. need to make sure that we have like a plan. We're mm -hmm. going to kind of hopefully get a checklist so we can kind of make sure all the 
documents are in place besides all the other things that we need to do, but um, have it all in one place would be preferable. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe separated for parent slash um, adult, um, young adult or adult with disabilities. Uh, and ask and get and help and look around and see what's out there available to help us um, in our community. Yeah, your local community. Yep. Wow. Okay. I feel um I appreciate that you're doing everything you're doing. I feel a little <laughs> overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like another ah! but I'm, I'm excited and encouraged. I like what you're saying 10 years out, it kind of gives people a, a plan. Um and I like that we there might be a checklist that kind of can help us you know, stay organized and put it all together. So. And have those on conversations with your family. Let's yes. people have the conversations. Yes. Starting sooner than later. So yes, I agree. We can't let it not be something that we don't talk about, you know, or hide it. And, they, and maybe that would relieve a lot of our fears anyway, as parents of children with special needs that might help with a lot of things, you know, so, well, thank you so much. Um, I'm, is there anything else that you wanted to say that I didn't ask or would you cover it? I, th I think the most important thing I'd like to say is don't go it alone. You know, there's a lot of great agencies out there that would really would like to support you. Um, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of friends and faith-based organizations that would also like to support you. Um, don't go it alone. Let us help you. That's great. All right. So I'm gonna, we're going to sign off. Thank you very much for sharing. Um, I look forward to working with you or collaborating on the checklist. Um, thank you. Thank you. The to our audience that joined us today. And in case no one has told you, we are doing a great job. Be good to you, it's hard work. All right, we'll talk to you soon, bye.